0: Hi, I'm Brent Stafford and this is RegWatch by RegulatorWatch.com. On Thursday, the government of Quebec unleashed Armageddon on the 250,000 nicotine vapors in the province and the industry that supports them by confirming media reports that it is reviewing draft legislation that would ban flavors. A Quebec flavor ban is more than likely, it's expected to be adopted in the coming weeks the move to ban flavors is in addition to Quebec's recent decision to opt in to the disastrous federal vaping excise tax, which could double the cost of nicotine vaping products in La Belle province. Both moves intend to address a growing concern over youth vaping, but at what cost to the health and well being of a quarter of a million Quebecers who rely on nicotine vaping products as a safer alternative to smoking? Joining us today to discuss the unfolding disaster in Quebec is Daryl Tempest, Executive Director at the Canadian Vaping Association. Daryl, thanks for coming back on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Brent. Daryl, how certain is it that Quebec will drop the hammer on the flavor ban and what will the impact be for Quebec vapors?
1: For every indication that we have, the Quebec government is going to move forward with its destructive policy. The impact on Quebecers is going to be the following. Increased smoking rates, which we've seen in every other jurisdiction that has made these policies. Secondly, an increase on the black market, which could be some of the most unsafe products available. At no point has the government even indicated that this is a concern to them. The Quebec government has not told their citizenship. We are disinterested in decreasing smoking rates or the safety of 250,000 Quebecers. They could not care less. And that seems insane to me as a public policy position.
0: And it's not just the vapors in Quebec. There's also what, like 500 specialty vape shops? That's a large number, isn't it? It is a large number, but I think there should be more vape shops, not less.
1: The problem here is public policy. They stopped talking about smoking. They picked a war on nicotine, and nicotine on its own, as you know, is benign, like caffeine. This is cheap political points at the cost of millions of
0: Canadian lives. Does the Quebec government have to pass a law first, something new to implement the ban? No. They can literally just sign
1: an ordering council and it's done. No consultations.
0: Daryl, back in December, the Quebec government announced that they were going to opt in to the federal excise uh, vaping tax which has been quite a disaster for the industry and vapors across the country. So if Quebec then, you know, doubles up on top of that, I mean, what's the impact gonna be there? Increased smoking and black market,
1: and that's it.
0: And there's plenty of research that that we've reported on here at RegWatch from all across the US that is demonstrating that wherever taxes on vaping products are increasing, What's happening is is that smoking is increasing in teens and some very surprising results in areas where flavor bans have been implemented. And what's happened is there's been an increase in teen smoking, which is very worrying.
1: It happens every time. It's predictable now. And if you look at the fact that the Canadian government has a representative like Mike Pascoe, who's an economist, whose research papers have made it quite clear that these policies increase smoking. How is this not getting out more? Because of any modeling on earth, the one representative that our country decided to hire has made every indication about what you just referred to, that these policies increase smoking and black market every single time so we're not even listening and heeding the advice of the people that we ask to come into our country as experts where if you look at our legal case in new brunswick you have some of the leading experts that say these policies will kill your citizenship and i ask any elected official who would like to understand this issue i will send you our dossier of all our legal arguments To ensure that you understand what the hell we're trying to tell you because we don't want people to die anymore and i think that's the rage brent i think that's why you're feeling everyone's outpouring on this issue because they're like all
0: we're trying to do is get people to stop smoking back in 2020 there was the report uh, from the national director of public health in Quebec that listed seven key recommendations in that report, which went straight at vaping. Number one was a flavor ban. Number two was a nicotine cap to 20 milligrams per milliliter and also to a limit on the amount of vaping liquid that could go in some devices. Number three was sales licenses, which from what I understand, the premier has said recently is not going to be an option number four is a decrease of vape shops near schools which is probably a very good idea number five is to implement a provincial vape tax number six were regulations to limit other features of vaping products which might appeal to young people and number seven was to strictly regulate emerging tobacco-free recreational nicotine products so, Daryl, I mean, what we're looking at here is that there was um, a major you know, move that was happening in 2020 that kind of stalled, I'm, I'm sure, because of the pandemic. And it feels like they're just picking right back up again where they left off three years ago. I agree with that. And what's. Everyone in this
1: industry is a victim of a crime, Brent. They've been let down by every institution in government, every single one. Because there is absolutely not a shred of evidence that any of these policies have an outcome. The only outcome that they have is increased smoking rates. That's it. And I've communicated that to every government possible, but they're not listening and they should. Because the net result from cancer, heart and stroke, Physicians for Smoke-Free Canada, pick your advocate, they have yet to say this actually works. And until they stop selling birthday cake vodka, their moral panic means nothing to me. But the value proposition to vaping for this society
0: is that we're going to stop people from dying? And Daryl, you say that it's a crime. In a way, I I almost agree with you because you know these people who are relying on nicotine vaping products as a tool to quit smoking and to stay quit. They really do believe they're saving their lives, and I think there's enough evidence out there that shows that it's much healthier than smoking. Um, you could live the rest of your life probably vaping, and and you would be not the worst for it. I think that's the point. If we tie in legal,
1: and the reason I talk about legal as much as I do is because you can't lie in court. Our job here is to put the evidence out and let them counter. Because as you know, Brent, I've been in a few legal arguments with the government over the years, but I have not seen a shred of evidence that displaces the efficacy of this product every jurisdiction that's gone with excessive taxation and flavor bans has led to increased smoking every single one and i'm really interested in anyone that could debate that fact and that's why court is so important because you can't lie in court this is not about public opinion this is about the facts brent
0: so Daryl, I'd like to show you um, a clip here from Global News. You were actually in this piece. This is from yesterday. I'd like to watch the whole piece, it's just a couple of minutes, uh, because a lot is said and not said in this piece, and I'd like to get your reaction
2: to it. In downtown Montreal, you can't walk around for long without seeing someone vaping. And it feels like you can barely throw a stone without hitting a vape shop. I would say a lot more people vape than, than parents think. But a big portion of Quebec's vape business may soon go up in smoke. The health ministry tells Global News the effects of vaping, especially on young people, are of great concern. And that in addition to implementing a new tax on vaping, the government wants to bring in stricter rules following new recommendations from public health. The vape industry is bracing for the government to ban all flavors.
1: Yeah, it would appear from every indication that they plan to do that, yes.
2: Electronic cigarettes are available in many fruity varieties at 18 plus vape shops and convenience stores. If flavors are banned people would only be allowed to buy tobacco flavored vapes. We're
1: seeing more and more teens using nicotine vapes but also cannabis containing vapes so that's definitely a recent trend.
2: This doctor thinks banning flavors is a good idea because it could help protect young people. What I mostly see would be young people telling me that since they've started vaping they are shorter They have shorter breath, they cough more. I don't think I've ever seen anyone rip a tobacco-flavored vape, so that would definitely be a deterrent. Though vaping is addictive and can have negative health effects, it is less harmful than cigarettes. The vaping industry says banning flavors could be devastating to adults, using them as a tool to quit smoking.
1: There needs to be a fulsome review of the scientific evidence of how this impacts adults because no one has talked about adults. So far in parts of the world where flavors have been banned, we haven't really seen negative repercussions on smokers. We've mostly seen that the appeal is a little bit lesser in young people.
2: Those many vape shops would also be hit hard. They're out of business. If you're gonna use it to get off cigarettes, it should be like only tobacco flavored. All these flavors are getting all these kids hooked on it. The industry says if the government does go ahead with such a rule, they'll challenge it in court. Dan Spector, Global News, Montreal. So, Daryl, what are your thoughts on that piece?
1: I think one of the most important things for everyone to understand is what makes up a tobacco flavor. Chocolate, strawberry, and vanilla. It shows how much they do not understand this category
0: at all. So, as you know, Daryl, RegWatch has been covering the vaping file in Canada since 2015. And ever since then, Quebec has been the most draconian when it comes to vaping. They've infringed free speech. They've demonized vapors. They've placed restrictions on vape retailers that are unheard of in the rest of the country. In your opinion, are vapors in Quebec being victimized? 100%. But not just vapors in Quebec, it's vapors across the
1: globe. Enough. The facts speak for themselves. And you know, Brent, that we have this legal case in New Brunswick. And I can honestly say to date, the province has not given us a scrap of evidence or an expert to debate anything that we're telling them, which is this is far less harmful than smoking. And it's insane to not understand that point or to explore it. When I say that the People in our industry and our consumers are a victim of a crime. Is that no one cared that their health was being improved? No one asked about it.
0: Daryl, let's talk a bit about the people involved in Quebec's war on vaping. The ruling political party, the CAC, is known to be a center-right party, and the premier is Francois Legault, and the health minister is Christian Dubé. They are making the decisions today. When it comes to this war on vaping. But the Quebec Liberal Party is also involved. They are the current official opposition. And back in 2015 and 2016, they were the governing party of Quebec when the first uh, draconian uh, regulations were unleashed. Uh, and so the Quebec Liberals really started this whole thing. And then now, just recently, in the last couple of weeks, a current the Quebec Liberal Party ML, MNA called Enrico Saccone had what could only be described as a fit in the National Assembly. He is a former NHL hockey player, sports broadcaster, and he's the official opposition critic for anti-bullying. Daryl, what happened in the National Assembly with Mr. Saccone? The
1: only way I can describe it is that This person who started their statement with I'm not an expert set public policy for the sitting government as it relates to harm reduction for their citizens. And he did it by ripping off his shirt and trying to be a rock star.
0: He ripped off his shirt in the National Assembly.
1: That is what is being reported. But the more important part is this. Shouldn't we not be listening to actual experts about health rather than some guy who played hockey and beat people up? That is not how we set policy in this country, and it never should be. No offense to the member, but read, understand this issue, and refer it to a group that can deal with this. That's the whole point, Brent. We've talked about the TVPA review together, right? The importance of having subject matter experts who understand this issue. Because no one cares about Chikoni or Daryl Tempest or anyone else. We need to get doctors in the room. And that doctor that you played in your interview, thank you very much for showing that because he is clearly does not understand this issue at all. And all they're looking for is a placeholder for their agenda. But their agenda, ultimately, is to keep people on combustible tobacco. And that's what you asked me about taxation. Because I don't know what other conclusion to make at this point. So, as you know, we continue along the path of suing these guys. And to date, I have never received anything to debate the fact from any government that flavor bans and, access, er, and taxation for vaping products do not lead to
0: increased smoking, it always does. It is now predictable. My concern is this: is that is that vaping represents a innovation that you know came from grassroots from smokers to find a better solution than the quit or die. Uh, paradigm that they've been, you know, forced with. And NRT doesn't work. You know, the patches and gum, they can serve a purpose for some, but for the vast majority of people, they weren't successful in attempts to quit. And the stories are legion when it comes to vaping, the stories of accidental quitting and so forth. I mean, you just can't deny it. And the mere sheer fact that it's, you know, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars business um, in 10 years is proves to the success of it. So we won't, if this does go away, if for some reason in Canada, it goes away, there won't be any alternative left, but to continue smoking. What the government is doing is saying, I want this to go to the black market
1: 100%. And if you look what's happening in Nova Scotia and New Brunswick and everything else, is that this horse has lost left the gate people will choose this product to reduce their harm but if it goes to the black market and someone accidentally puts oil-based food flavoring versus water soluble they die this is really critical but the problem with quebec and and any other provinces they're not looking at any of the science of this Any of the research, their magical, fantastical answer is if you stop flavored vaping, suddenly we go away. They are scheduling us for death, which means that they're scheduling
0: all of their smokers in that province for death. So for those who are watching that want to help in Quebec specifically, there's what the CDVQ, is that the group? So um, tell us about that, how people can get in touch with them and and provide some help, and then how, for the national fight, how people can get involved.
1: From the Quebec fight, um, CDBQ is incredibly important because it's your voice. The consumers are really critical in this because they're the citizenship. People kind of dismiss the business as being like, you have a self-interest, but what they haven't listened to is the thousands of consumers. So when we went through this with um, Health Canada two years ago, about 120,000 emails were sent to Health Canada. I I think that you're going to see about the same amount in Quebec of just telling them, my gosh, why would you take this away from me? do you want me to smoke again? And I I think the only way to do that, force that issue, if they were going to support the trade organizations, is to make sure we can get into court. Because that's the fail safe. That is the last option. No one wants to do that. But we don't see a policy option in front of us because there's no way this government has indicated that they're willing to listen. We're stuck. We have to fight to make sure that the people in Quebec have equal access to safe products. What's gonna happen in Quebec is they're going to create a valley on their own because they don't even understand the
0: product, forget trying to make sure it's safe for their citizenship. So Daryl, the province of Quebec I'm not certain how long it's been. It's certainly 40 years, maybe longer, has been their uh, provincial motto, has been in English. I'll do that right after we have Google do the French.
1: Je me souviens. One more time. Je me souviens.
0: Which, Which means, I remember. It's on every Quebec license plate. It is the province's motto. I wonder if that will have new meaning and relevance for Quebec vapors once this uh, flavor ban is implemented.
1: I think so, because if you look at the motivation from most of this industry is I remember the people that died. So, yes, that moniker is right. I remember. But what they need to remember is the amount of people that have died under a state sponsored policy to sell combustible tobacco. And if they had a real plan to attack cigarettes, what they would do is outlaw them. And the rest of this is collateral damage. For what? Taxation? To not have people mad at you? It's killing people, Brent. So yes, I remember I remember that your government action has killed people.